Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special episode of the Nixcast. Once again, back on solid land after the sinking of the HMCS Erebus. Um, don't really want to talk about that. Instead, I want to uh, introduce my co-hosts here, T. Hello, everyone. And I mean, blah 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 blah. <laughs> well, we're back on dry land, so. Blah, blah. I mean, unless you're unless you're in a submarine for fish that is an aquarium. Continue. <laughs> and G. May I say, very inevitable sinking. Well, I guess the coin rollers weren't going to work out in the end. I don't even remember what that's from now. There's <laughs> no boat made of money. Probably not going to sail. Probably not. I, I think I think the biggest problem was the uh, the outboard motor that I had attached to it. Also made of money. No, no, that's <laughs> the problem. It wasn't entirely money, so I didn't commit to the bit enough. And uh, yeah. Well, at least now you have two bits that you can rub together. That's or maybe you don't. I'm not sure anymore. I, I was I was able to salvage uh, some things, um, mostly the rollers that were full of pennies. So so useless. Yeah. We uh we no longer uh, have the curse of the penny no. upon us here in, in in Canada. No. And happier for it, pockets lighter. Yeah. <laughs> but you but you know we do have the nickel. Get me started. Yep. yep, the nickel uh, starts with Nick. That means it's great. Yep. Any, anything <laughs> that starts with Nick is by definition great. Yeah. Like oh, the next cast. Smooth segue into yep, talking about how great into... our own podcast is. Yep. Uh, I was actually going to say, you know what we do have? Chrono Trigger. That's true. All of us. Multiple all times. Of us. Multiple <laughs> times. Were we gonna we were gonna start off this episode with a little bit of trivia. Is is that that's correct, right? That is correct. Did, does anybody want to start us off? I've I've an interesting little tidbit. If uh, nobody else does, I believe that you do, Ben T. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> yep. All right. So originally we were talking about this as a quiz, so this would have been a great question. And so I'll I'll kind of ask it as a question. How many composers do you think there were for Chrono Trigger? One. Yeah, okay. Do you happen to know who it was? Not off the top of my head. Okay. Z, how about you? Um, I'm going to say two, but I can only really name one. Okay. Uh, no, Nobuo Uematsu. Yeah, so when I talk about Chrono Trigger, I'm like, oh, it's great because you've got Akira Toriyama and Nobuo Uematsu. Uh, I found out when we were at Con Bravo, mm-hmm. uh, when I learned what Ludology was that uh, Chrono Trigger actually had two composers. Mm. And the one that I thought was the important one, Nobuo Uematsu, was actually not the main composer. That was Yasunori Mitsuda, Mm. who actually composed music for um, other games like Mario Party and I think it was Xenosaga as well. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So that was kind of neat. I also learned that um, Mitsuda apparently, like, so when we were at Con Bravo, this guy was talking about, oh, the main composer was really depressed, and I was reading this interesting article about it. So I went and looked it up on Wikipedia. That's where we get most of our information anyway. <laughs> and apparently he was kind of depressed because he didn't feel like he was getting paid enough. 
And so the, the director was like, well, maybe if you work on this, your salary will go up. And then he spent a lot of time sleeping in the studio. He built all this music that didn't, um, that ended up on a hard drive that crashed. Yeah. And then um, they pulled in Nobuo Uematsu to finish up a bunch of it. I also learned that there's a term in music called elite motif, which is a small phrase that you can use to like create consistency in a soundtrack. Yeah, a late a late motif. That's like it runs through the whole thing. Yeah, it's just like a short musical phrase. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, which I've been watching Gem and the Holograms, and I'm like, that's probably why all the songs sound similar. There's like. <laughs> There's like a little phrase that's probably in all of them. Hmm. Anyway, that was the main little tidbit that I had. I found some other interesting ones that I tested out for the stream. Uh, yeah. Cool. Z, you'd, uh, you talked that you you had some interesting bits. Yes. Yeah, I, I talked a big game and I, uh, I'm going to bring it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Game, game um, going to recognize game? Sure. Sure. This also would have made a really great trivia question. Um, but it's also really cool as a piece of trivia. In in fact, this is a piece of trivia that I gleaned. I don't know how much we want to get into this, but that I gleaned from the Boss Fight Books book on Chrono Trigger that is, unless I'm mistaken, part of the grand prize for, uh, on our upcoming Race Against Time. It, it's going to be part of the grand prize, whether or not it arrives here before the stream. <laughs> it will be in that prize. It will be in that prize. Awesome. We just won't be able to show it off <laughs> if it doesn't arrive. Yeah. Well, at least we can show off that this tidbit of information is in that book. Because in that book, the author mentions that uh, one of the methods of research that they used was going through a bunch of old strategy guides in English and in Japanese. And apparently in, in an early Japanese strategy guide, there was a uh, character profile with a stat breakdown for uh, a character that had the same sprite as the old man at the end of time. Oh, really? Yeah. So perhaps he joined your team at one time. Possibly. Possibly. A- apparently Johnny... The, the jet bike character also had stats, but maybe he was uh, somebody you fought against. Hmm. Maybe. Gaspar gives out the impression of being, like, impossibly powerful. They all <laughs> yeah. do, but that's because you never have to fight them or anything. They're just mysterious and magical. Mm-hmm. And immortal? <laughs> maybe. I mean, once at the end of time, I don't know how time passes at the end of time. Perhaps he does not age. Balthazar certainly... Is not immortal. Uh, no, mm. definitely not. I wonder if that's just part of being in the future with all of the polluted air and everything. Mm. I guess we just never see Melchior like age because he only stays in the one time period for the most part. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. He's not being too hard in his body. It looks like <laughs> just nope. Smith smithing in his basement with no discernible equipment to do so. <laughs> Just like a hammer, and a just on a wooden table. Yeah, he never uses it per se. I hear sounds happening. That implies things, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like the sound of a bell being chimed. That's close enough. That's what it sounds. That's like. close enough. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you just put the dreamstone like a little stein. <laughs> yeah, the hilt yeah. And, the, <laughs> and, the, and the blade. 
Yeah, and then you get like the Digimon tag, and then you, you know, Digivolve into Massimune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it works, isn't it? Why do I hate Digimon? <laughs> I know uh, that next I week do. on the next guy. I know that I Why do. Why does G hate Digimon? Like I resented all those shows that were on that were almost Pokemon, but not Pokemon. Like that and Monster Rancher. That that's basically all of them. Yu-Gi-Oh was fifty-fifty. I don't know if Yu-Gi-Oh predates Pokemon or not. Uh, no, it does not. No. Okay. It was later. Uh, the other piece of, of trivia that I had is slightly relevant to the stream, but only if people ask the right questions. I'm not going to elaborate any further than that. So, uh, pay attention, everyone. Yeah, pay attention, mm-hmm. everyone. This will be on the, the test. <laughs> so, like many games of that era, there was anti-piracy protection in it, in uh, Chrono Trigger. And while it's not as bad as Earthbound, where you can, supposing you can survive the onslaught of a ridiculously high enemy encounter rate, um, where you get to the end of the game and and you get stuck. Uh, In Chrono Trigger, when you try to enter the gate, the first gate at the beginning of the game, Mm -hmm. uh, if you trip the subroutine, the right one, then you never leave the warp portal. Oh. You enter the time portal and you just, it loops on and on forever. What? Which is great because it's got Chronos theme and it'd be really awesome. You'd be like, oh, any minute now we're going to make <laughs> it to wherever we're supposed to go. And then you're increasing frustration. <laughs> yep. As nothing happens. So Z, if you were wondering what I was doing, yeah. I was verifying that that would not be a problem. <laughs> Good. Good. Definitely good to know. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, we'd have to run like a twenty-four hour rave with that, is... that as, <laughs> as the background. Well, then we'd start the race against the race against time. The <laughs> rave against time. <laughs> Except it'd be necessary as opposed to optional. Easy, <laughs> Louise. Mm-hmm. Oh, the only thing that I, I was gonna I was gonna talk about was like Ozzy slash and Flea's original names. It's soy sauce, mayonnaise, and. I can't remember the other one. Vinegar. Oh, vinegar. But which is which? Uh, soy is is slash. Uh, vinegar is Aussie and mayo is flea? Yes. Oh. oh, cool. I don't know how I would have figured that one out. I'm like, are they thematically named? Certainly not. If they just named <laughs> them after condiments, it didn't really matter to them what their names were, I guess. Yep. But like, does one resemble? No, they don't. There's no. No. They're just named. Just like salt and pepper and, and Chrono Cross. <laughs> the Japanese version. The secret equipment. Ozzy's secret equipment that you get is vinegar undergarments, which sounds wholly unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> that explains why they cast automatic confusion on the wearer. Uh, or because <laughs> you got gross underpants on your head. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the mayonnaise, or mayon. It's not mayonnaise, it's mayon. But based on mayonnaise. Bustier. Which they chastely changed to vest. In, <laughs> I mean, I th- I think they fix it in the DS version. Oh, is it yeah. back to, to Bustier? Yeah. yeah they do. Bustier. Yeah. They totally do. Between this and Dragon Ball Z, how many characters are named after food in Japanese culture. I think it's mostly a, uh, an Akira Toriyama thing. Great. 
because he he's crazy for it, and I don't know why. Any in Dragon uh, Quest? Oh, Dragon Quest. Actually, I've, I don't know. I don't know any of the original names of characters in Dragon Quest. I know in Dragon Ball Z, you got like, even into into the translation, you've got like Vegeta and Nappa and Raditz and even Goku and Gohan, even Chi Chi. Um, the Ginyu Force. Yeah. Did not know that till much later. <laughs> <laughs> I was on all the sites. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z uncensored. <laughs> not the first plug for Dragon Ball Z uncensored on this podcast. <laughs> Probably not the last either. No. I doubt it. No. I do believe it is still up. Wow. I was all about it. I want to know all the blood that I was missing. <laughs> And beer. Don't forget the beer. Ah, yeah. yes. That's what makes it good. It's still up and still looks like it did in like 1999 or wherever I looked at it. Perfect. Man, oh man. It says you should probably use Netscape to view it, so <laughs> good luck. Oof. Could not get an accurate uh, Dragon Ball Z uncensored experience these days then. Uh, no, you cannot. It also says you, you shouldn't use that other... Uh, that other company's browser. Back when Netscape was the, the beacon for the people. Oh my goodness. Against corporate explorer. <laughs> Speaking of exploring, we'll see you guys on the other side of this song.
Hey, we're back. Indeed we are. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how Chrono Trigger is the greatest game ever made. Or rather, why it is held so high in people's esteem, including ours. Mm-hmm. We probably would not elect to play it for 24 hours. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can probably toss the easy answer out there. Sure. Okay, let's get the easy answer out of the way, and then we can, like, throw that away and come up with a better one. Okay, I would say that it's probably regarded so highly because it was at a time when it was at the height of the Super Nintendo, Mm -hmm. or maybe not. Uh, No, but it it still, like, used a lot of the technology in the Super Nintendo in a novel way. Mm -hmm. It had a fantastic team, of which right now the only people I can think of is Akira Toriyama, who did the art direction. Nobuo Uematsu, who did the music, along with a uh, person who actually composed most of yes, the music. You, yes, you yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are some good reasons. Yeah. I think Hiro... Dream Team. Yeah. Hironobu yeah, Sakaguchi? Hironobu. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at it. I, like, have it open in front of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not cheating right now. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, the easy answer is that. And as such, you have a game that has a great story. It's developed by Square Enix, um, which produced Ooh. good RPGs at the time in history. Just Square, um, actually. Okay, fine. Uh, that That is the easy answer. So, it's a great game because it was ba- built by great people in a great time. Everything was great. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Bam. Easy. Easy. Yep. Well, uh... That's all we've got for today, folks. Uh, <laughs> no, so, let's, oh, yes. Is, every, <laughs> is everyone who's saying that it's so great our age or like a little bit older? Uh, I mean, I, I think that a number of like top 100 game lists, it's still included in there, even though those lists now include modern classics like Skyrim and um, Fallout mm-hmm. 4 and things like that. True. But it's kind of hard to uphold a game as being great across all time because certain games like say pac-man definitely were novel and interesting in their time but become less so as time continues on well it's like how revolutionary or game changing or however you want to put it it was at the time to you still rings important to you later on even though someone picking up for the first time now wouldn't get any of that yeah because it was it just did everything very well like i don't know if there's a facet of this game that really brings it down music is great story is great uh the way battle is done is great mm-hmm. everything is easy to pick up the story is compelling mm-hmm. um you don't have to grind no yeah uh definitely yeah. like having run through the game recently definitely true and um i think I don't think anybody had done a battle system quite like that. Where you, where you can, like, actually avoid enemies if you want, for the oh. most part. For the most part, yeah. No. yeah. The whole the whole active and wait thing, I think, had been around since Final Fantasy IV. Oh, yeah. 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 But not the, not the you know, your the enemies on the world map are the same as the ones that you encounter. That, that came up in Earthbound, but even then, the sprites in battle are different than the sprites on the map. And the sprites yeah. moving around constantly in Chrono Trigger, too. Yeah. And positioning affects the battle. Yes. Yes. And you have stuff that, that works on a straight line, stuff that works in a range. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of strategy involved. 
Not not yeah. tr- not tremendous amount because it will tell you who it will hit and who it won't. But maybe you wait yeah. for that guy to move a little closer, mm-hmm. and then it's time. Yeah. But like, how good that game was compared to all the other games at the time still rings true now to me. Like, because it seemed big when I played it, and that hasn't gone away. But I feel like yeah. to most people, it looks the same as like the Secret of Mana. <laughs> So some of that will some of that will be lost as everything everything oh, wow. in time kind of clusters together. I didn't think about that. And in the Secret of Mana, it's it's a very different game because as I remember, I didn't finish Secret of Mana, but what I remember of it is, you know, it's very much a game where it's like story. Also, fight some people. Nobody cares. Oh, here's some more story. Whereas Chrono Trigger seems to have different story events interspersed throughout the battles, and the battles are not really necessary like i guess you can avoid them in secret of mana but then you're going to get wrecked by the bosses mm. mm-hmm. it's integrate a little more in chrono trigger yeah yeah i also remember struggling a lot in fights in secret of mana mm. and in secret of evermore all oh, the man. secrets yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean i guess this is particularly relevant uh you know what what is it about chrono trigger in light of i am satsuna which came out recently which, from all appearances, uh, is very much inspired by Chrono Trigger and games of that era, but with a modern take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've I've heard a few reviews of I Am Setsuna, and it seems like the, the biggest change, the most modern part about it, is that they added a lot of bells and whistles to the battle system. Like there is a like a special attack bar that builds up in some special attacks, even though they are attacks, heal your party at the same time and yeah it sounds like there's a lot more going on in the battle system that might or may not be necessary but other than that it just sort of sounds like very much a super nintendo era rpg an ode definitely yeah yeah because i mean that game rang with a lot of people oh yeah and those people are probably making games Mm -hmm. i mean so that's cool (laughs) one of the things that i really liked about chrono trigger which upon reflection actually wasn't as important as i thought it was was time travel Mm -hmm. i i really liked the element of time travel in the game because it's like oh i can travel here and here and here and here but really in terms of what happens in the game it's not like you make a lot of changes in the past that affect the future no you do like a, a little bit yeah, a lot of a lot of it is is correction, so that the thing that's supposed to happen happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like replanting Fiona's forest. That's mm. the only example that I can think of. That's or really rebuilding the castle in um whatever continent that is. Yeah. yeah, it's still pretty beat up though. Yeah, nobody's living there even four hundred years later. So you give the jerky to the mayor's ancestor. Oh yeah, so he's nice yeah yeah or the recharging the sunstone but even then you just kind of oh that's related you just set it somewhere and then you wait (laughs) but like there's probably like a dozen things that affect the future and most of them are compulsory there's only one thing you can do to actually change the future like and by future i mean 2300 ad oh be lavos yeah oh that's the only thing you can do that will change anything there Fair. You can either beat the game or lose at the game. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you, you can mess around and play with some of the other times, but the only thing that will change 2300 is that. Mm-hmm. True. 
I used to think that time travel was what set that game apart, but Z's apparently told me about Tales of Fantasia, which is also about time travel. <laughs> well, even, even before those two games, there's another one that Square put out, I think, earlier on the Super Nintendo. I don't think it ever was released anywhere but Japan, but it had like seven different characters that covered different time periods, and after you finished each chapter or whatever with each of those characters, they all came together for some grand finale. I don't remember hmm. the name of the game though, but like time travel in video games is it's not limited to Chrono Trigger. I, hmm. I, it is most definitely most famous for it. Yeah, yeah, and it's definitely a central mechanic in Chrono Trigger because I mean in Tales of Fantasia, um, it's there, but it's just kind of part of the story. You don't really have a choice after you've time traveled to time travel back. <laughs> okay, so Chrono Trigger's time travel does set it apart then. <laughs> 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 because it's a central mechanic in the game and because like exactly the world is bigger because of it yeah definitely yeah on on that note on the world being bigger chrono trigger probably is one of the smallest maps of any rpg <laughs> i've ever played yeah but multiply that map by four or five time periods yeah and you essentially have like a bunch of different places to play that look the same <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to th think, because obviously, I think Chrono Trigger's the best game of all time because of the fond memories that I had playing it when I was younger, and then talking with people about it again when I was younger. But the question is, if somebody were to pick it up today, would it still be a great game? I like, I can't speak for these people because I am not these people. But uh, on uh, <laughs> on one of my favorite podcasts, Radio Free Nintendo, um, some of the hosts did not play Chrono Trigger when they were um, growing up because they're, mm -hmm. they're all, all the hosts are about our age, um, but they're coming into it now. And it is just kind of, you know, another game for them. There isn't that same spark because, you know, in terms of an RPG that blends um, story and the gameplay together, I guess they've probably played something else that did it. I mean, that game that they played... Um, that in their minds is did it before Chrono Trigger or whatever was probably inspired by Chrono Trigger, but you still get into that whole that whole uh, not even nostalgia, just timing issue. It's all smushed into the category of games from the past. Yeah, um, and yeah, and you know, it d depends on what the person likes in games. Like if they play the current Final Fantasy games, they might like Chrono Trigger. Ah. There are a lot of similar elements, but if they're like graphics are really important, then no, no, you know, because it's not going to look like. I remember if someone plays, you know, Fantasy Star and Breath of Fire and Tales of Fantasia, but hasn't gotten to Corn Tree yet, they're probably in for a treat. Yeah, definitely. I think one that actually, I know we're talking about Corn Trigger here. <laughs> one that actually might impress people more, just due to the way the tone is and how surprisingly good the game is, which I put almost on the same level as Corn Trigger, would be Super Mario RPG. Yeah an unbelievably good game and you it's not what you'd expect from a game with mario on it <laughs> no definitely not no yeah yeah they caught lightning in a bottle and they've been out in the fields during lightning storms with bottles ever since <laughs> all they have is a lot of broken bottles <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. okay so it's not it's not the easy answer it yeah. may or may not be time travel there's definitely a nostalgia factor but it, it's perhaps not the only factor. What is it? I, okay, well, I don't necessarily think it's nostalgia. 
so much as it is like um, just timing. I mean, I played a lot of RPGs when I was growing up, um, thanks to the power of emulators. And so when Pokemon came out around 97-ish, you know, the, the idea of an RPG wasn't new to me. But my cousins, my younger brother, everybody who's, you know, playing Pokemon around me who hadn't had those experiences with RPGs before were like, oh man, this is such a great game. It's like, got all this battle system and stuff. It's like so, it's so cool. And, you know, whenever they'd mention that, I'd be like, well, sure. But I mean, there are all these other games that are really similar. It's nothing new. So, I mean, like, I think nostalgia is part of it, but I think timing also like it is it is perhaps maybe the iconic rpg of our generation because of when it came out it's fair to say um it'd probably battle contend with final fantasy 6 just because of how big a name final fantasy still is yeah but yes yeah it's yeah. probably considered to be the best super nintendo game on most places where that could be determined most places like, on, on list of all-time best games, it's probably one of, if not the highest Super Nintendo game on the list. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, like, that's not a very satisfying answer to say that, oh, it's timing, you know? Because you can just say that about anything. I mean, um, might be true. It's all relative. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, um, a more, a more uh, interesting answer would be something along the lines of, well... It's a an RPG that came out near the end of a system's life. Usually, actually, I don't think it did. I thought it Wasn't... did. I thought it was on the. It was ninety five, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it came out in nineteen ninety four. I thought it was ninety five. Yeah, I thought it was. Even 95. if it was the super, the N sixty four didn't come out till nineteen ninety seven. Ninety six, I thought. Yeah, because Ocarina of Time was a year late. Am I off by a year? Why do I remember nineteen ninety seven as the year of the N sixty four? Probably maybe. because you got Ocarina of Time, and Ocarina of Time came in '97. Yeah, but did it? Maybe it came out at the end of 1996. Uh, whatever. Geez, fact checking. So Burn gonna... Trigger came out in 1995. Okay. In Japan in March, in North America in August. Okay. And the N64. June '96 in Japan, September '96 North America for the N64. Oh, mm. hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah. Just don't remember. I just don't remember things <laughs> in the past. You this is why Chrono Trigger with. was great. I didn't have yeah. to remember things. I could just rewrite the future. Yep. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> it was great, everybody. Yeah. It was a great game because you could rewrite yeah. the future, which you can't do in real life. That's a life lesson for you. Yeah. So the end of the, the, the SNES was less than two years away? Yeah. At that point? Yeah. Yeah. It was like... I don't know how you feel about NBA... Live 97 or whatever it was. But <laughs> Trigger was probably one of the last great games. I think Mario RPG was actually after Chrono Trigger. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Yeah. And then they focused on the 64. With not a single RPG in sight. <laughs> not a one. Not any. Nope. nope. I think as well, uh, having played back the game a couple different times, mm -hmm. I mean... I probably didn't notice at the time, but Akira Toriyama's style really comes across, even yeah. in the very tiny sprites, which are I think like sixteen by thirty-two or something in or terms just of pixels. On the overworld, absolutely, yeah. Well, just well, and the overworld map definitely because those are extremely tiny. <laughs> but um, even just 
in battle. Like, when you think about the fidelity of a screen that we have now, we have, like, Ultra HD screens. We're getting up to 4K resolution screens. A lot of K. Four, yeah, that's <laughs> huge. That's absolutely huge. And in an area significantly smaller than that, like 640 by 480, as opposed to 4,000 in just one direction, mm. I think. I can't remember the math on this. But was able to communicate and express so much. And even thinking about it, it's very much like an anime-esque game. Yeah. And you've probably seen this play out in more modern games where, you know, there's a cutscene and there's cutscenes constantly. But due to the limitations at the time, especially present in the Super Nintendo version, there weren't those cutscenes. So you had to play everything out through sprite animation. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you know, in today's gaming world, you would just do that with the in-game engine, but you wouldn't be able to produce the same effect because, you know, you're limited in different ways. And in 3D games, you can tell a completely different story because you have a camera, you can move around, they're 3D models, you can manipulate them, but you only had sprites. But I think for me, it was, I guess, something that differentiated it is telling this anime-esque story in a 2D RPG without being just, you know, here's the cool part of the game after you get through a slug. No, it's all very tightly integrated. It feels like it it ramps nicely. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, ugh, let's just get to this part already. <laughs> yeah, playing through that now, I'm. it's like, one, I know how the game is played, but two, I skipped a bunch of stuff. Z, you probably sunk, hmm? like, twice as many hours into the game. <laughs> well, we, we actually wound up uh, chasing every rabbit down every hole possible no. in uh, the DS version. So doing that whole thing with the Lost Sanctum, oh. going after all of the the shadow characters... Um, and I think all told, once we got, once we, uh, defeated the dream devourer, we were at about 29 hours. So, oh, okay. That's not as much as I thought. There's the link. There's a link to Chronocross, by the way. Yes. Yeah. That is, that is the link right there. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. But I mean, I, I did not grind. In fact, I actively skipped a bunch <laughs> of battles and had absolutely no problems. Um, I, I don't think we necessarily did a lot of grinding. But, like, just by virtue of not avoiding too many battles, Ayla did wind up with the Iron Fist. What? Pretty good. So she was level 72. You definitely did not need to do that. So so there's a period for me in every RPG that I play Mm -hmm. where I forget that I can run away from battles. Pretty much happens every time I play any RPG. (laughs) You know, about I'm usually about like level eight to ten if I started at one, and I'm like, oh, I don't need to fight this guy. That period for Corner Trigger was the first time playing it. <laughs> I didn't realize because you can avoid some. Yeah, but it never occurred to me that I could run. Mm-hmm. So I just played it straight through, <laughs> which is more than enough. More than enough leveling. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's one of the things that makes it such a great game. I think that's one of the reasons why it's held in such high esteem because like, it's it's an RPG, but it's also an RPG that tells a story and blends the battling, which is like really central to any RPG, um, so well that you don't need to grind, and like you're given opportunities to grind here and there, but you're not just like let loose on the world like you are say in final fantasy 6 where maybe you don't know where to go 
So you wind up just wandering around a forest and fighting dinosaurs for okay, a few levels. Actually, okay. So RPGs, right? People don't tend to love RPGs because they love battle systems, right? Yeah. Uh, like, I generally not a draw. Generally, assume. right? I think with I, I feel like within the community that's that's probably not the case. I think that like battle systems are what distinguish one RPG from another to a lot of people who are like hardcore RPGers. Well, because even when I think about tabletop games, like, yes, there are people that want to build the most powerful character within, mm-hmm. like, the limitations of the rules, mm-hmm. but that's a little bit different. When I think of people telling a, a prepackaged story that you would find in an RPG, mm-hmm. the, the distinguishing factor is is probably not in the battle system, right? Well, no, I mean, like, unless there's some sort of, like, story element woven into it. Right, so in that case, like, the story is probably more of a reason why a game might stand out in terms of an RPG, right? Yeah. Okay. Because when I, you were talking, what I thought of was you'd reminded me about Chrono Trigger's story, which we talked about it. Oh, it's a great story. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. But what it reminded me of was there are lots of games where your objective is to save the world. Yep. Either explicitly or implicitly. In Chrono Trigger, the game starts, and, you know, probably for the first five hours it kind of like whisks you along in a path and you're not really sure i mean if you haven't played before it's not really clear where things are going to end up but more importantly it puts you on a path where you are going to save the world because you want to do that not because you have to do that Mm -hmm. it's not until the game is almost over that you're like oh this is what has actually been going on yes because you're in the future. Like, this already happened mm-hmm. when you find out about Lavos. It's very easy. <laughs> It'd be a very easy thing to just be like, that's a shame that that happened. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it doesn't even start out with you wanting to save the world. You just want to oh, save no. your friend. It just starts, you know, little incidents. Yeah. Keep building up and you keep getting swung this way and that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what makes it for a really good story. That escalation. Mm-hmm. Do you think it is made stronger by having fewer characters? Fewer playable characters or just in general? Playable characters. As compared to Chrono Cross, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chrono Cross, they perhaps overcorrected. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I mean, I really can't think of too many RPGs that have, like, an explosive cast of characters in terms of numbers. Final Fantasy VI has 14. Five. Final Fantasies, I guess, are kind of an exception, just because like they've always been. Final Fantasy V had four. Yeah, but but Final Fantasy V had jobs, which were kind of like stand-ins for however many other characters. Well, that might if, have if characters equal abilities, then yes. <laughs> okay, so if Pokemon you're if you're talking about characters, though, that actually works out really well too, because in Chrono Trigger, every character gets their own share of the spotlight and i don't just mean in terms of like uh story because there's a side quest dedicated to each person for the most part all the different threads of each character weaves into the story as a whole with the exception of magus Mm. which also has its own exception in the ds version where it ties it all together yeah Mm. but even in terms of game mechanics you have all these different characters and none of them feels useless every character has its own purpose and feel and contribution to the party and as such you know it like the story could really be told from any number of those 
parties. It's not like you have uh, what is it? Not shadow, like the little girl, the painter, and realm. Six. Yeah, uh-huh. or any of like any of those weird side characters that you'd never use. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, realm. Yeah. Well, I, but I, uh, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, each of the characters represents. I mean, Chrono, Luca, and Maral are from the same time period, but each of the other characters represents their time period and is the lens through which you see that time period. Yeah. And kind of understand it. It's like Gardia through the through the years. Mm-hmm. Which is uh in itself is pretty interesting. So like basically anytime you're in one of those times, you're it's sort of spotlighting a character. And I remember being absolutely blown away by this. You do not have to have the protagonist in your party to beat the game. Yeah, that's true. I'd forgotten that. Like, I always save Chrono. Huh? Even if you get him back, you don't have to. Yeah. No, you don't have to. Yeah. Cool, because everyone's everyone's in it together. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing that really sets Chrono Trigger apart from most RPGs of the time, and maybe even of now, I think that's probably it. You, in the end, you either can just not have the protagonist at all. Or just not even use him. Yeah. I mean, maybe you like three other characters better. Yeah. And you want to see their flavor dialogue <laughs> as they fight Lavos. <laughs> so, talking about the battle system, I don't really think that, you know, triple techs, dual techs, single techs were really what made the game super interesting. They were a neat little thing, but as we as we mentioned, it's not the battle system that makes an RPG great. It's the combination of the story and the characters. And yeah, the mechanics are at play, but that's mostly because you're playing a story that needs to create some sense of adversity and a choice-based system doesn't really do that. So it has to abstract that into a more simulation. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you could definitely play an RPG where you only make choices in the story, those are just visual novels. Yeah. Yeah. Chrono Trigger, the visual novel, <laughs> not super interesting because there's no tension. Mm-hmm. True. Just watching it play out. Yeah. And in that sense, the battle system kind of helps with that because it creates a sense of tension without just feeling needless, as might be the case in Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Well, games with grinding. Yeah. Well, it's nice that the magic system was limited in the way that it was. Yeah. Each character only gets eight magic uh, spells. Mm-hmm. That's it. And so, if you want to use more or different combinations, you know, you gotta you gotta find out what the combos are. Yeah. But uh, gonna say, but it was refreshing from playing either Breath of Fire two or Final Fantasy VI, the other RPGs ah. that I was used to playing at the time. Where in Final Fantasy VI, it was Ultima, Ultima. <laughs> Ultima, Ultima, Ultima. It, it's the strongest one. It hits everybody. Why use anything else? I, I don't know what you're talking about, G. Falcon hit, Falcon <laughs> hit, Falcon hit. Maybe final kick. Different different uh, strategies work for different different bosses, though. That's true. In terms of elements and things like that. That's mm-hmm. true. I mean, I guess you can use Falcon hit for everything if you're lame. <laughs> it's pretty effective, man. It is fairly effective. And then on the other side, Breath of Fire 2 was uh, Ryu uses dragon whatever, <laughs> and everyone else heals his MP, and then he uses dragon again. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could, your ability to switch up your party was pretty fluid, 
Like it yeah. didn't, especially after the first little bit, it didn't lock you into a party a lot, like one particular party. So you could try different combinations of people and see what worked. There are others. There's some that work better than others, obviously. But uh, I don't know. It's more exploratory and like a little more strategic with the magic than other games at the time. Mm-hmm. Ooh, another little, another little quirk. It's one the. It's full of these little things that just give it that extra oomph. Beat Lavos. You have to beat that right bit. Ah, uh, yeah. Not the main dude that looks like it is. That right guy. I guess there was also a lot of a choice, right? Like, you can decide when you want to fight Lavos. You can decide if you want to face the shell or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go through the bucket. Mm-hmm. And just skip over all that nastiness. Just go right into the belly of the beast. Yep. You can face Lavos as soon as you get to the end of time. You will die. <laughs> you, you, you can will do die it. Badly. But you can do it. Part of me wishes you could see 1999. Oh, like the map? Like actually go there? Like, like visit a town or something. Man. Guys, I know the real reason why um, Chrono Trigger is the best game and other games are trash. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. Also, if you disagree, you can send your emails to uh, trash at thenextcast.com, which <laughs> totally won't redirect to Z. Also, don't do that because we value Z and also because that email address doesn't exist. <laughs> send them to T at thenextcast.com. Oh, hey, hey. And he will address them all personally. Go ahead, T. Okay. <laughs> Chrono Trigger is the greatest game because other games do not have zeal. Hey. Hey. I mean, like, a physical place where magic and science are unified not like zeal as in the the uh, temperament of people floating magic city yeah floating magic city what more could you want uh, seriously like we go to con bravo she's wearing a zeal t-shirt somebody's like hey that's a pretty cool t-shirt i love that game you know what they wouldn't do if that was they wouldn't do that if it was prehistoria they wouldn't do that if it was 2300 ad who cares zeal man it's iconic like going around wearing, wearing a t-shirt with death peak on it <laughs> that's because it wouldn't look any different from any other mountain True. <laughs> there are no floating cities but uh magic and science crossing paths tales of fantasia has got you covered oh i know and that's that's something to explore please see this month's episode of the z show <laughs> where i'm positive he'll talk about tales of fantasia wait is that actually this month's episode yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't say anything. Are we going to do a Let's Play of Tales of Panachaser Z? Sure. Yeah. What? Nothing? Sure. Like, sure. YouTube.com slash the Nixcast. I'm sure there are several episodes already up by the time you hear this. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Oh, boy. Whoa. Good thing I can cut all this out. <laughs> See, right, right now, we're in the past. The race against time hasn't happened yet, but it's about to happen. Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure that we don't alter this timeline anymore, guys. Boy, oh, boy. And if you're here from the race, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it went well. Yeah. Pro- probably going to put this earlier in the episode, but yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that's it's fine. Nice to make people feel welcome, you know, once. No matter what time yeah. you're listening to this. It's like when you put pizza on a bagel. Nope. It's not like that. <laughs> if you're listening from the distant future and the world is uh, in ruins, thank you for choosing the next cast. <laughs> we're, we're sorry that whatever happened, but hopefully this will provide some comfort in the dark times of humanity. Now I do. Yeah. Point is, Zeal is great. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, I'm I'm trying to articulate that more. <laughs> Where does that water go? <laughs> Everything should be uh, a sheet of frozen ice. I, th- I think they're really, uh, working in a trickle down economy. Oof. I mean, they're they are meant to represent the elite, which is super neat. That <laughs> it's like magic havers versus non magic havers, not in a Harry Potter way. Oh man. Okay. Oh man. I had a question that I feel like we should have a separate podcast about the science and economics of Chrono Trigger. Ooh. Write that down. Just because I write that down. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to write that down because I was gonna ask how the earthbound ones and the the um zealots zealots the zealots yeah (laughs) how they came to be separated i kind of think actually what i was don't no don't no what no fan theories all right go for it okay i think uh, i think the zealots are the laruba tribe i mean sure but what i'm curious because they're all about hiding and like trying to avoid danger and so I can see them falling into the, the arms of, of magic and the power of Lavos. But how did they win? How did they win? Well, because... Or did they just escape? Yeah, Aelo's tribe is all about, like... Strength. You know, being strong. So how did the Laruba just completely outclass them? Even with magic. How did they discover magic? These are questions that <laughs> I want answers to. Well, I mean, they you have answers. Magic, magic is like derived from the power of Lavos. So all they would have to do is realize that there's this Lavos thing, and somehow harness its power. Yeah, you don't get to see much after yeah. Lavos crash lands there, but yeah. between sixty-five million <laughs> and twelve thousand, yeah, is it? They could have changed some of the years, perhaps. <laughs> a big jump i feel like they went with 65 million as an as an homage to the movie of the same name or like when dinosaurs ruled the earth (laughs) that is the the common uh number of years stated yeah uh it's well like because like anything could have happened and then happened again and then happened again and then happened again Mm mm-hmm like millions of generations <laughs> yeah there could be an entire game set in between those two times Man. great let's do it all right let's write some fanfic fire up rpg maker guys uh fanfiction.net should probably have something on this Ooh, or icy brian's domain or whatever what deep cuts <laughs> you're talking about a rom site i think no no i see i see brian's whatever was like a Chrono Trigger fanfic hub. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. All right, go check it out. Icybrianswhatever.com. <laughs> <laughs> Do folks have other things to, to say about the greatest game of all time? Well, uh, so far. <laughs> well, <laughs> until, uh, until a better one comes along? Yeah. Yep. I think a better one already has, guys. Tales of Fantasia. Yeah. If I, was a, if I was a younger person, I'd probably be put off by people saying it's so great. I yeah, that's fair. That's how I am with a lot of things. I will never watch Firefly. <sighs> Try as anyone might. <laughs> gonna happen. It's been ruined. Maybe in twenty years or so, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It was just hyping it up. This is the greatest game of all time. People are like, oh, it's just another 
um, Super Nintendo game. It's like all the <laughs> others, which in a lot of ways it's similar to most of the games that were around that time. Yeah, yeah. It was just a little better at everything. Well, if you think it's the greatest game of all time, or if you want to watch us play a dumb Super Nintendo game <laughs> and raise money for charity and maybe do some dumb stuff. Definitely going to do some dumb stuff. I don't foresee that happening, gentlemen. <laughs> I, what, are you going to compose some rock opera during the stream? Ooh. Maybe. Maybe I will. Okay, Utopia. that's now an achievement. G G writes a rock opera. <laughs> Bonus points if it's Newtopia 2, the quest for a Newtopia. <laughs> In any case, regardless of what you think of Chrono Trigger, hopefully you'll check out our stream, raceagainsttime.io, where we will be raising money for charity for the Alzheimer's Society of Canada and trying to go through Chrono Trigger and beat all of its various endings. There will be giveaways, there will be auctions, there will be all sorts of zaniness. Check it out, raceagainsttime.io, tell your friends. And tell them to tell two friends. Mm-hmm. And then they'll tell two friends. Yep. I hope so. Tell all of yeah. your Romans and your countrymen too. Yeah. And if that doesn't convince you to check out the stream then you should definitely check out some of our stuff, which is featured in this tasty jam that you wrote of. Now it's time to give you the plug so you can find our stuff on the web. We have a great top-level domain where you can find our stuff on the web. It's the nixcast.com and that's all our episodes go there each week it's the nixcast.com a portal it kind of looks like a blog all praise comments questions and concerns can be mailed to nick at the nixcast.com if you want a specific nick gt or z at the Where you can find our brief communiques Stuff that we just thought was cool Or whatever G's doing with his day Instagram is also the next cast Nerdy shirts, video games, and pictures from cons Most of that is also on Twitter So it's kinda like a two-for-one We would like to do Surprisingly, we've got a Patreon, the address of which should be pretty obvious. If you've been listening to the rest of the song, rate, comment, subscribe on iTunes. Tell Apple what you think of the Knicks that you know. Come and join the chat on Facebook. Listen to our solo and regular shows. We don't have much on we're mainly outfitted for an audio show But if you want to see content there Just leave a comment in the box below It's the NixCast.com And that's all our episodes go
try to build it. Speaking of exploring, we'll see you guys on the other side of this song. It's a song that's put together by G. It's a song. Song about we next three. It's a song. Did did we want to explain what the song was? No. No. <laughs> it will be clear. Okay. Um, also, if I don't make a song, then Z, you have to put that in the episode, so maybe I won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you better make a song. <laughs> uh.